the 401k works really well when people are retired. I have never had anyone come into my office where their own savings, like outside of work, is bigger than the 401k. Hello and welcome to Planitious Podcast, Future Rich. I am your host, Barbara Ginty, and I am here with my guest today, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Um, you're one of our first guests of 2024. I know. I'm so excited. I've been yeah. listening to the every episode. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because like, we get the statistics that obviously people listen, which is why we've been doing it for six years, but it always still blows my mind that it's not like my best friend or something. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Well, then, you know, the, the drill, do you want to tell us your age, where you're from, what you do, all of that jazz? Yeah. So I'm 30 years old. I live in Denver, Colorado, and I'm married, just recently married. Um, I just started a new job back in November. Um, I'm a project manager at a renewable energy development company. Oh, wow. And when did you get married? We officially signed the papers like a month ago, but we actually have our wedding in France in two weeks. Oh my God. That sounds incredible. Where in France? Um, in Chamonix. Is it, is it a ski wedding? It is. Yeah. So him and I met in Breckenridge, Colorado. We were both being ski bums up there. And so that's kind of been a solid thread throughout our relationship. So we're like, let's do a ski wedding. That's, that's what I did. So that like, has a special place in my heart. That's amazing. Oh, but you will, you, you know, because you signed the papers in 2023, you will be filing as married filing joint for 2023. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited for the tax breaks. <laughs> The government does love a married filing joint tax break. Yes. It's popular. Um, very good. And then how old is your husband and what does your husband do? He's also 30 um, and he works at a ski and snowboard company as like a salesperson. Perfect. And then the fun part, what do you make and what does he make since you will be married filing joint? Um, so I make 120000 a year and... He's, I think, at about 50000 a year. And this is a new salary band for you, correct? Yes. Yeah. So previously, I was making 80000 Um, So it was a huge jump for me, and I was very excited about that. That's and I amazing. Also, yeah. And they're also offering a bonus up to 20%. Oh, wow. Um, which I didn't have previously. So it could be almost like double what I previously made yeah. with the bonus. How did you double your salary? I have a lot of connections that I've kept up with in my industry. And so I actually followed a previous boss to this new company. And Smart. that... Yeah, she has been very successful in her career. So I've kind of latched onto her like a barnacle and been following her around. <laughs> that no, honestly, that's a great strategy. Because as she moves yeah. up, she'll just bring you up with her, right? Exactly. Yeah, I feel like she's kind of taking me under her wing. So I've lucked out with that. That's fantastic. I, I've always been a big believer that networking is 
critical in your career and can be almost a better return on investment than sometimes in higher education, depending on the role. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely all my jobs I've gotten have been through networking. So I'm like a huge proponent of it. <laughs> Me too. I usually before, you've probably heard on the podcast, but some, sometimes people go to school, back to school. They don't know why, but they're like, I'm going to go back to school just to make more money. I'm like, why don't you go to some networking events first and let's see yeah. if you can make some more money like by making a good connection. So that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. So then why don't we talk about where you are? I have submission. And then I also have a spreadsheet. Yes. (laughs) Which is great. Okay. So you have checking savings, you have an emergency fund, you have some investments, you have a 401k, two two 401ks, IRA. And then let's talk about, um, you have a mortgage. So you bought a house, which is great. You're in in an expensive area as well. Yeah, we lucked out. We're we're a little outside of like Denver proper, but we lucked out finding a pretty reasonable house last December. Um, and we've been in love with it, but we did have to move two days after Christmas. So that was the caveat. We (laughs) packed all of Christmas last year because the market tanked and we were like, let's just do it. No, that was a smart move. Um, just to, if you could get a good deal, cause it's hard to get deals. Yeah. So your bi-weekly pay, your gross, so thank you for breaking this down so clearly, is $4,615. Then you're putting in $276 in the 401k, $100 for insurance, it's health insurance, I presume? Yes. You have your taxes. So your net then uh, bi-weekly is a bit over, three, basically $3,100. Then you take a thousand out monthly for the emergency fund or bi-weekly. So two thousand mm-hmm. monthly for the emergency fund, which is fantastic. And then you put three fifty into a brokerage account, and then you have left over seventeen twenty-two. And so yes. monthly you have left over thirty four hundred, give or take. And then that's where you I'm assuming food. I don't know if I saw that. Mm-hmm. Oh, here, yeah. Other expenses. So you have the mortgage, which is Roughly seventeen hundred gas at one hundred and twenty utilities one eighty five groceries at four hundred restaurants and bars at three hundred coffee coffee shops yeah you were one of the first to line item that I like that yeah I found that I was like using a substantial amount at times for coffee shops because I just love to go and sit in a coffee shop mm-hmm. so I was like I'm just gonna like allocate money to that. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a great idea. That's an experience that you like. And so you sh- it should be aligned. Like if you got your nails done, it would be like a line, right. right? So, yeah. so $30 for coffee shops, shopping 300, home improvement 100, pet supplies 20, medical 200, and then the gym. So your total expenses are 3,400 and your monthly expenses, and you do what I like to call budgeting backwards. Mm-hmm. In that you save first and then you pay your expenses, which I really like. So that works out to be $3,400. Um, so it about matches. Yeah. So do you pay the whole mortgage then? I pay more, a higher percentage of the mortgage, mortgage. due to okay. our dispar- disparity in income. So we kind of did it based off percentage. Perfect. Okay, great. So that's your, those are your portions of the household bills. Yeah, he'll pay. It's typically like twenty five hundred a month, so he'll pay the other like thousand. Perfect. Okay, good. So then your budget and your income, your expenses, your income match. So you yeah. don't have a ton of wiggle room. Is that what it feels like? Yeah. Or 
Well, I do have, well, I, <laughs> the past couple months has been hard for me. Like the increase in income, I feel like I've gotten in my head about it a little bit and been shopping a little bit more. <laughs> and it was hard because it was like the holidays. And so I was spending a little extra on Christmas presents and things like that. So I'm like trying to cut down definitely on some of the items, like particularly the shopping budget. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I need to be shopping that much. But, but you're yeah, also right saving now, 2700 outside of your 401k yeah and that's kind of where my questions come in is like okay. i since we just bought this house we bought it with the plan of like eventually finishing the basement right now it's mm -hmm. a two bedroom a one bathroom but in the basement there's like a half finished room and a toilet just in the middle of the basement yeah, in an open concrete room. So, but that was kind of a draw for us. We were like, oh, we could throw a wall up around that and the plumbing's already there. So yeah. eventually we're like planning to have kids probably in the next five years or so. And so we're like, I also work from home and my office is currently in the second bedroom. So if a kid comes in, there's going to be shifting around. And right now the basement's a little depressing for me to think about sitting down there for eight All hours day. a day. <laughs> yeah. So our plan is to eventually finish that basement. Um, and so that's one of my big goals is to try to figure out what the smartest way to save for that is. So I'm going to go back and ask a question that might seem not aligned. The bonus of up to 20% of your salary is, and that's based on, I'm assuming performance or the company's performance. Okay. Yeah. And from what I've heard, typically they don't go below 18%. So they've gone up to 20 and no lower the past like five years than 18%. That's a 2% difference. Yeah. So it's basically 20%. Okay. So here's my thought. That is basically extra money you're not living on. Yeah. And let me just see where your 401k is. I felt like you're putting into your 401k yearly... 7,200, your match is almost 11,000. So 18,000 a year is going in the 401k and, and your emergency fund. What's the target? Where are you trying to get to with the emergency fund? Because it's good to I, have a, a fully funded one with a house, as you've heard me say on yeah. the show. Yeah. So my goal uh, originally was to hit 15k, but because my spouse, he's not saving a lot right now. Um, so I kind of was thinking of doing up in it to 20, just so that it could cover both of us in case something happens. Um, so that's kind of my new goal is to hit 20 on that. Okay. I think that's, uh, that's great. Um, cause that's about, let's see, I'd like you to get to about six months. You're not living on all of your income, but yeah, your monthly income, uh, six times six. I would say you could get to 30 and that would be good. That'd be five months of really your take home, monthly take home. Yeah. You're really not living on it because uh, you're saving so much. Yeah. And then here's what I would do with the bonus. I would take that money because that's 24,000 gross. You're not going to net that whole amount, but that's a lot of money, like, mm -hmm. substantial amount of money. You could take that and start saving that as the renovation money. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking 
it's just I so since I started in November, I won't get it until probably March of 2025. And I just I'm like such an impatient person. I'm like that. I can't wait for it to hit my account. I got to start saving now. But um, I will get it hopefully in March of next year. Because then let's just say you net around 16,000 of it, give or take 17,000, maybe a bit less, but we call it, let's call it 15. But over two years, there's another 30. With where you're going with your emergency fund now, you're going to hit that, um, you're going to hit 26,000 in a year. Mm-hmm. Or 24,000 in a year. It looks like you've started a bit earlier. Yeah. When you got the raise. And then once you hit that, you can add that too also to the renovation budget because you're probably going to need more than 30,000. Yeah. I've been trying to figure out like Googling estimates of what it will cost, but I feel like it's so difficult to gauge. It is difficult to gauge and it depends if you'll do some of the work yourself. Like if you're going to do, like maybe your husband will do some of the sheetrocking or you'll do some of the painting. There's ways to cut the cost with it. But let's just say, so in two years, you save both of those bonuses, but you get 30,000 from that. By the end of this year, you should be close to having a fully funded emergency fund, maybe go a little bit longer on that. And let's just say we do another, take 12 months of that times another 2000, right? There's another 24 that gets you to 54,000 for the renovation project. Yeah. In 24 months. Yeah. That's That's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) And even if it goes out one more year, even if you wait, I I mean, I would wait as long to stock away as much money um, as you can make sure you're doing a great job on the 401k using the bonuses to like do property improvement because then in year four, if you have a kid, it's going to stay expensive. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then your budget kind of stays the same. And then those, you're not doing an emergency fund, you're not paying for renovation, then you have extra money for childcare and those additional expenses. Yeah. Because okay. would you be doing daycare? That is something I'm not sure of yet. Okay. We're, we're kind of in the thick of those conversations. And my husband's thinking about trying to make a career change. Because um, we keep saying like, if the salary's not more than the daycare costs, then it's not going to be worth it. So, right. it will, yeah, it won't, probably won't be. Yeah. So he's kind of looking into that. Um, but he's also open to being a stay at home dad. So we're trying to figure that out. Okay. Cause then what I was thinking is then like, and that's where the numbers would come into play. And it's, you know, this is future planning, but perfect for future. Yeah. But you're saving with, 2700 a month. So in the next two to three years, if you can continue to do that and pay for your renovation, get a fully funded emergency fund. If he loses or gives up his income in order to be a stay-at-home parent because the, does, the costs don't make sense, then you yeah. would pick up the additional expenses of the household, but you already have that in your budget. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. That makes me feel a little bit better because I have been, I just feel like with a one income household, I vision envision making a lot more for that one income or needing a lot more (laughs) well the good thing is you have a reasonable mortgage right and if rates go down you can refi yeah that's true you also will probably continue to earn money more money hopefully especially if you sounds like your boss is a good person to be aligned with yeah so your income (laughs) could go up but you're on the right path of being in the 401k saving for an emergency fund you're saving additionally and, and, and your expenses are reasonable. Okay. Yeah. The 401k, I feel like 
I got a later start on that. I took like probably the first five years of my 20s and just did fun stuff. <laughs> um, so I wasn't saving anything. And I was wondering what you were thinking about, like, if it's worth trying to max it out or. I'm on the fence about putting more into that than into the brokerage, right? Because your brokerage mm-hmm. is is after tax. And, you know, I'm a big fan of retirement. Yeah. What What was your reasoning for adding the brokerage versus upping the 401k? Uh, the bro- brokerage was kind of going to be part of that, like, housing renovation fund if I needed it. Okay. I wanted to keep it a little more accessible. So here, so here's what I would do. If you need, if in my mind, if you're going to need money two to three years out, you shouldn't be putting it in the market. Okay. Because let's go back in history. Market's going up, 2019, 2020, we go down slightly for a very short period of time. Then we go back up. 2021, great year. 2022 falls off a cliff. Yeah. If that's the year you're doing your renovation, your budget could have just been cut by 20 to 25% because it was invested. Okay. Yeah. So you don't, you don't want sense. You don't only want to do 75% of the basement because of the market. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do the whole thing. Yeah. So what what I would do is I would save it and you could do a high yield savings account or CDs. And then if you definitively know it's def- not going to be for at least 36 months, some, you usually want to have around four years, in my opinion, three to four years where you could stay in the market and the flexibility to say, if the market's down, we are not doing the renovation. We're going to wait till the market recovers. Yeah. Not everyone's comfortable making that decision. Yeah. That you're going to wait till the market's in a good spot before you do your renovation. So it's a lot at play there. I think if you know you want to do the property improvement and we're going to like see how we do in 24 months time, a little under 36, I would probably just keep it in high yield savings and I wouldn't be putting it in okay. the brokerage. What I would be doing instead is up taking the money from the brokerage and putting that back into the 401k. Okay. And just doing, just do the bonus. And then when you're done with the emergency fund, that money, that will get you to the 54,000 in two, two and a half years. Yeah. And I would do that instead. And then you're upping your 401k and catching up a bit. You're still very young, I want to say. Yeah. The 401k works really well when people are retired. I have never had anyone come into my office where their own savings, like outside of work, is bigger than the 401k. Yeah. Yeah. The 401k usually is the biggest because it's payroll driven. They've already reviewed the investments and decided they are sound investments. And if somebody in that portfolio, like in your selection, isn't doing well, the company that's running your 401k fires them. You're not in charge of monitoring the investments and making sure they're good. They give you a menu that's been pre-selected for you and reviewed for you. So while, yes, I don't, you don't want to be in cash or most likely you don't want to be in like a very conservative portfolio, given your age, they've taken a lot of the guesswork out of doing it yourself. I would like to thank our podcast partner, AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution to support my immune system as a busy entrepreneur. I drink AG1 first thing in the morning before I even have my coffee, and it makes me feel ready to take on my hectic day. This has been the best investment into my daily routine and my health with just one scoop in the morning. If you're looking for a simpler, effective investment for your health, try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash futurich. That's drinkag1.com forward slash futurich. Check it out.
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, I like that idea. I feel like I just, I wanted to play in the market a little bit because I've been like listening to your podcast and other finance podcasts and it's like, okay, once you get your emergency fund fully funded, like you can start playing around a little bit and I've been learning, but it makes more sense if I'm not going <laughs> to use the money for five years or something. Yes. And I would say you want to max what you want to have a fully funded emergency fund. You want to be maxing out your work retirement. And then if you have excess money, then you can play it in the market. Okay. We want to check yeah. all those other boxes. And I think it's a great idea if you, you bought a house that you're very comfortable with, but you need a little more space. And I work from home for part of the year too. Mm -hmm. We have a basement. I'm currently working in the living room. It's nice to be upstairs. So yeah. In the, sunlight. <laughs> in the sunlight when you're working remote. And so I think, if, especially if you have a child, you'll need that bedroom back. And so I think just think about that. That's another investment, right? Yeah. And yeah. so your priority at this time would be less about stock picking, right? And more about your personal goals, which would be property improvement, retirement. And then not to say that you don't get back to that when we get some of these things checked off your list, but I think at this time, it'd be better to prioritize retirement, prioritize emergency fund. And I think in your scenario, okay. prioritize improving the basement so that you have the room to have a family and still have a nice work from home life. Yeah. You don't want to be like, I'm going to the basement and the, I'm in the dark all day. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> dingy down there right now. <laughs> I uh, When I was in college, we got assigned dorms, you know, like our sophomore year. Yeah. And I remember this is one character. He's actually now a financial advisor, I think. Uh, he got assigned to a basement level and he went to the house and he was like, I'm like a flower. If I don't have sunlight, I die. <laughs> They were oh like, my God. You're, no, you're a human. You're not going to die. You're going to live in the basement. But he was so upset. He was like, I can't live in the basement. Yeah, it's so depressing. But yeah, okay. I like this plan. I was going to ask, so for the emergency fund, do you think it's okay to go through the whole, like use the whole emergency fund for the renovation? You no. Too. Yeah, I want you to keep. Oh, start a second one. Second one. Yeah, so okay. I want you to earmark it. And in some of the uh, high yield savings accounts, you can name it. So I want you to have one that's purely emergency fund, which is okay. if you get, because you have this, you have almost, so the listeners know, total save between checking, savings, your high yield emergency fund, which is already at 12,000, you're broke, you have 60,000 saved. So no, I want you to have a dedicated, in my perfect world, it would be 30,000. Mm-hmm. In okay. just an emergency fund that we're not touching in a high yield savings account. Then from there, I want you to continue that $2,000 a month towards the renovation plus your bonuses. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So keep it separate. Keep it separate. And then this is an emergency, right? They like go to install a sink next to that toilet and find out there's a huge problem and your budget just went over. Well, there's yeah. an then you can pull a little from your emergency fund okay. an extra 5000 because they find a problem in your house when they open up a wall or something. You're not going to be yeah. like, cover it up. Let's pretend we didn't see it, you know? Yeah. So then you have a buffer in case there's a problem or another problem, right? You never know with a house what, what could happen. Okay. Yeah, I can definitely do that. That but sounds if, good. If you think about it in th 36 months times 2000, that's going to be... $72,000 and you really yeah. only need another 18,000 
so that I, you get the emergency fund to where I want you. So 36 months is probably the, the right target for you. So okay. we had 18, we get that emergency fund up to the 30 number. The balance of that is 54,000. And let's just say you maybe in the two, you'll have two more bonuses, right? 2024, no, not 20, you get one, not one, 25 and 26, right? Yeah. And then you can start the renovation and then you'd have another one coming. And let's just say that's 30. So that actually gets you to 84,000. Okay. That feels good. Yeah, that feels like a good number. And then you have 84000 for the reno. You have 30000 in the emergency fund. And then we've taken the money that you're putting in the brokerage account. We push it back through and put it into the 401k. So we up your 401k by another 700 a month. Okay. Okay. So I'll have to up my contributions. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I've been super happy. This company... They do a match up to 5% and then they yeah. automatically give another 4%. Profit sharing. Yeah. It's, I, <laughs> when I showed my past job, my offer letter, cause they were like, please stay, don't leave. Mm -hmm. They were like, there's absolutely no way we can match this. <laughs> yeah. No, you're in a good spot. I think what you just need is you just got the, the raises and this bonus opportunity and the big, uh, the really fantastic 401k. You just need a little time. Yeah. Yeah. And you just bought I a need house. To work you're on getting married. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a patient person either, but like you're in a great spot and you'll be able to build out a really beautiful basement, I think, and yeah. a nice workspace for yourself. But I wouldn't rush it. I would, if in 36 months, because once the renovation's done, you're ready for a family. It's not, and mm -hmm. it's not like you snap your fingers and then the kid appears, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> I would give yourself 36 months. You'll have a fully funded emergency fund. You're going to be then at that point, we're adding another 700 a month to the 401k. So where does that put us for an annual amount? So your 401k, you're adding another 8,400. You're currently putting in 7,200, right? Mm -hmm. Which is 15,000. And then you're getting 11, great numbers, 11,000 um, from your company. So then you're putting in $26,600 a year in the 401k times three years right there alone with no market growth. If that just sat in cash, you'd be at 80,000. Okay. Yeah. You just need these 36 months and stay at this job and get those yeah. bonuses. You just need a little time. And then you're going to have probably around 80,000 give or take for the renovation. You're going to have another 80,000 in the 401k and you're going to have a fully funded emergency fund. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, you're in a great spot. This job has changed everything for me. <laughs> it's so important to get a, a good job with a nice, a comfortable salary. And also the really the big key here, which you're realizing is your health insurance is pretty low. Yeah. And you have a fantastic 401k with a really generous match and profit sharing. Yeah. Getting an extra so, $11,000 a year is a lot. Yeah. Getting more than you even put in yourself. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. So if if I go over, because the yearly contribution limit for four hundred one k, you're you're like, still you're still below it. So okay, this is a great question. A four hundred one k is considered a defined contribution plan if you look at our IRC code and the actual dollars allowed in it for twenty twenty four sixty six thousand, I believe. Okay. You are employee, so like if you capitalize the way you like write it out, if I was teaching you a class, would be employee, employer, 
and then total. Yeah. So there's a limit on the employee part, the pre-tax and Roth contribution okay. amount. Um, but you can do more than that. So because your employer match is so high with the profit sharing, they're filling up the allowable dollars, but you can, you're not going to be maxing out yours. You're going to be around 15,500, 1600 or 16,000, somewhere around there. Your limit is higher. And so you're not maxing that out. That's okay. Cause the company's putting so much in. Um, but yeah, there's a defined contribution limit. So you don't have to worry about, okay. about that. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. I wasn't sure if it was like in total, you couldn't put more than like, I've heard 24,000 or something like that. Yes. And that is, um, I'm just trying to look up the number here. I should have these. It's so hard to memorize all the numbers because they change yeah. every year. I think it's 66,000. Your limit. Yes. I believe for 2024, your personal limit as the employee. Oh, actually, you know what? It's 69,000 for the year. Okay. So, well so you're nothing to worry about. So the way a formal K works is you can do total dollars is sixty nine thousand. That's the the okay. most that can be in the bucket in a calendar year is sixty nine thousand for twenty twenty four. Then they break down what type of dollars are allowed and then, then there's other limits. So the max limit sixty nine, your personal limit as the employee of the company is twenty four. Okay. Then there's the employee match. And then there's a portion that this is a little more complicated. In addition to that, to bring you to that 69 is called the non-deductible dollar. We won't get into that okay. for today. Yeah. But you're not exceeding, you're, you're, the allowable dollars are okay in your plan and you're not, because it's mainly being filled up by the company. You're doing a good amount, but the company's putting in a lot and you're not hitting your personal limit. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. I know. They're a lot more complicated then they look the place. Yeah. <laughs> and I just hear limit and I'm like, okay, that's a limit for me. <laughs> um, one other thing, I, I don't know if you have experience with like a giant jump in salary, <laughs> but like, it's been, like I said, it's been kind of like a psychological game for me. I'm like, okay, yes, I have a lot more now, but like, I'm trying really hard to not keep my, like not let my expenses get super inflated. But I find myself being like, oh, well, I have a little more, like treat yourself. <laughs> um, I did something similar when I, I, I think it was a 40% raise. It was very lowly paid my first year out of college. Um, I think what you're doing is really smart that you've, you're saving first and then you're letting it spend. I agree that you've worked hard to get to this position. It's the most money you've made. You should treat yourself here and there. But I think the key to being successful long-term with your finances is not having that lifestyle creep because yeah. then you talked about maybe your husband staying home to take care of a child that will be expensive. It, yeah. What I will tell you, having watched people and obviously meeting with thousands of people for my job yeah. is it is easier to move up in income and move your lifestyle up. It is, I would say much more traumatic to move your lifestyle down. It is a harder pill yeah. to swallow and it's harder to make those adjustments because they feel cutting something out of your life is harder than like adding it increment, like adding it temporarily or saying like, I can go, I'm going to add my budget for coffee shops to $60 a month. Because I like mm -hmm. to go sit there on Sunday afternoons and read my book. That's fine. That's not a huge lifestyle creep, right? If you yeah. all of a sudden add in a $400 a month expense and then we go and have a child and you have to cut that, it 
the psychology behind stepping down is is harder. And I think especially given that you want to make some big lifestyle changes in the future, I would try and stay where you are because you haven't changed your lifestyle dramatically. What you've done is just change your savings. And if you make these short, in my opinion, you're making a short-term sacrifice, right? You have never lived on the money. Once you live on the money, it will be very hard to go back to not having it because that's what will happen with with daycare or your stay-at-home husband. Like Those will be big changes. So I would encourage you to treat yourself incrementally, do nice things. It doesn't have to be a huge change income wise to make some little changes and treat yourself. And if you go off one month and the wedding's more expensive than you plan, that's fine. Just try to always come back to the numbers you came up with because they're good. Okay. And then what will happen is because you make these smart decisions now at a certain point, you'll be like, wow, the 401k is doing great. I've even added more to my emergency fund. The renovation's done and I got another raise. Then yeah, you could take treat. it, right? You could treat okay. yourself more and say, okay, I don't need to save this percentage. I'm going to add a thousand dollars back into my budget or 50. Then you can, do you see what I'm saying? And again, then it yeah. gets easier because you've done all of the hard work and you built the foundation, you got the retirement going, you have the renovation ready. Like it, it'll get easier if you just, I want to say, I don't want to say sacrifice, but if you stay within your means in the shorter term as your income, I don't doubt that your income will increase then mm-hmm. it'll be easier to put it into your actual lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. I've honestly considered like making like a vision board or something that I have to look at. You, yeah, I'm like, I, I would. How do I remind myself that this basement renovation is important? It's just like a long-term goal. So it's like, it's not at the forefront of my mind. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing you have to remind yourself is that because you could say the goal is my, you know, my husband and I want to go, travel to a new and that I mean I don't think you'd spend 84,000 but yeah (laughs) you I would do a vision board and I'm I'm really firm believer in maybe because this is how I've lived my life is I always live below my means and I'm older I'm 39 but I don't have to anymore because I did all of that work early okay because once you get you know in three years time if you have over a hundred thousand in your 401k i mean that thing is just going to crank out i mean it just grows and grows and grows and i also think having a hundred thousand in the 401k is like i like to call it a magic number because then if your account makes 15 percent, it's adding fifteen thousand, and then you're putting in with you and your company what did i say the number was it was 10, 17, and 7. You, then you're putting in 26. It's made 15. It, the numbers get crazy. Then it gets to 200 yeah. out of nowhere. And you're just like, how did that happen? Okay. Yeah, that makes me feel good. Because I have honestly, like, my husband, we spent like three years living up in Breckenridge, just ski bumming it and not making any money. And now that I'm 30, I'm like, oh my God, I've, I'm so behind on retirement. Like, what were you doing? <laughs> no, but you had those great experiences. So that's why if you, I think if you just hang here with your budget and save diligently for the next 36 months, you're going to move the needle significantly. And the thing is you okay. can never buy back the time of putting $25,000 into your 401k at 20 at 30 years old. Like you can't, you can't buy that. Like you could increase your lifestyle and then try and play catch up for the next 20. But if you can just buckle down for three, maybe, and you continue that savings ratio till 35, I mean, someone starting at 35 will have to do so much more to catch you. Okay. So I would do a vision board with a hundred thousand for the 401k as a target, because then you're really going to start it 
cranking. You're going to start seeing the returns on that plus your contribution. And the goal is to get it up to like where the earnings on it are more than your contributions. That's really magic. But the first number is 100,000. And then you really start to see the power of compounding of interest. And I would put the renovation down on your vision board and then Mm -hmm. whatever else you want. But then you know what you're working towards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love this. I'm super excited. (laughs) Me too. I want to have you back on in like three years and see where you are. Yeah. I'll be like, I have a beautiful basement. (laughs) I also want to see these pictures from your wedding. Do you follow us on Instagram? I I haven't been on Instagram recently. I'm kind of doing like a social media detox, oh. but I'll go back on and I'll I'll send them to you guys so that you can share. Okay, I would love that because I don't know if you can do you see the ski pictures up there. I can't see them super well. I just see like outlines. But okay, where did you guys are... have your wedding? We got well. We I did something like you. We split it up. We just split it up six. Well, seven, four months apart. So we did our Catholic ceremony up at Alta in Utah. Oh, yeah. Okay. In the, in the middle of a massive storm. You know, they had like nine, <clears throat> 900 inches. We got married in the oh middle my God. of a massive storm. And we got so lucky because they interlodged like a day later. Oh, wow. That so must got, have been beautiful. It was amazing. I'm like so happy I did it because I got a little bit of heat. People are like, you're going to have two weddings. And I was like, yes, I am. Yeah. Two weddings. <laughs> Waited a long time to get married. I'm going to do it the way I want to. Uh, and then we did our reception and everything in July. Oh, awesome. That's yeah. really fun. Alta's That's beautiful. Great. I love it. Yeah. So- I, I'm so excited. We're, our ceremonies like at the top of this, um, cable car there, we rented out a restaurant that overlooks Mont Blanc and I'm just like fingers crossed that the weather's good and we can see the mountains and it's not like just whiteout conditions, but I'm going to send you my wedding pictures because we were expecting a bluebird day. Like I had everyone yeah. buy, like my family buy onesies. I was like, there'll be fun. Like spring skiing day complete white out but the pictures came out epic i was i told the photographer i was like we don't have to go it's like winds blowing it's dump dumping snow dumping like they closed the road that day for like avalanche mitigation it was that bad oh my god and the pictures are insanely good i was completely i would have never guessed so i was i can send them to you so either if it's sunny or not sunny i'm sure it'll be incredible it'll be beautiful yeah yeah I'm super excited. And then we're doing a week in Spain after. So it's going to be two weeks in Europe. I haven't been to Europe since like 2017. So I'm so psyched. Oh my God. You're going to have Spain's incredible. You're going to have an amazing time. Yeah. I can't wait. It's a lot to pack for. (laughs) Yes. It is a lot to pack for. I'm sure you can do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll figure it out. (laughs) So I think you're in a good spot. I think the key is really just giving, I'm not a patient person either. I think you just need to give yourself a little time to just accrue the money in the 401k, the the emergency fund, and then save the bonuses. And after the emergency funds fund it, then that goes towards renovations. Make sure you're earning money on it because you're going to have a substantial amount of money in both the emergency fund and the renovation. So just make sure you could do CDs, high yield savings, just make sure you're earning something on it. I wouldn't risk it in the market because I would hate to have you only do part of the renovation because the market isn't favorable when you decide to, because they want you yeah. to pay that. You can't tell the contractor like be back yeah. in six months. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. So. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. And then do you recommend like 
kind of setting it and forgetting it? Like, do you just not automate even... it? Yeah, I would yeah. automate it, have it go right in. Okay, because I'm kind of like crazy about my budget right now. I check like every day, but then I feel like it makes me think like, oh, I have a little extra wiggle room. Why don't I buy something else? Like, <laughs> and, and you can wiggle a little, and then I would just try and stay around those numbers. If you go over a little in the month, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Just make, okay. put, put it on your vision board that your goal is a, I'm assuming a bedroom, bathroom downstairs in the office. Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. I just have to wait three years. 36 <laughs> months, 30, 36 months. Okay. And you It'll can do something good. to treat yourself. A, you, you'll see how you're doing. You can always be like, all right, I'm going to, we'll take a vacation. I'm going to treat myself a little. We don't need yeah. exactly 84,000 for the reno. We'll be happy at 70, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So you could pull okay. from there for like a vacation or something like that. But I would, you could always take it, take a little out if you feel like you're getting too much or you don't need as much. It would, I would start getting the quotes and see, and then figure out how much work you want to do yourselves versus like hiring out. Cause like, you could paint and save yourself three grand, probably. Yeah. Stuff, stuff like that. Say, I'd rather paint it myself and we'll take a vacation than. Okay. Hire. Or maybe you say, I don't want a vacation. I don't want to paint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's going to be a whole new thing for me. I feel like that's so adult to try to find like a contractor and all that. <laughs> Get multiple quotes. Do not go yeah. with one, get multiple quotes, get references from people. Like if someone likes somebody they use, felt like they were honest. Cause you'll get like, if you get three quotes that are like all over the map. I would get more quotes. Yeah. Home, okay. Yeah. Home projects are, if you've, the best bet is to find someone who had a home project done, who was happy with the price and the result. Okay. Because you can get scammed. So be very careful. I've had people get scammed where they give them money and then they never show back up. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. You have to be <laughs> very be wary. Horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. So be very wary. You want to, I would definitely make sure that you use somebody who's been used by someone, you know, that it went well. And then it would also just get multiple quotes. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's very daunting. Yes. But well, you have time. Have you, this is why you have time. You have some yeah, time. Yeah. A couple years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited for yeah. you. Thanks for having me. I'm feeling really good after this. I, I knew I had like a decent plan, but I feel better about our new plan. <laughs> yes. I think you've done a great job. Now it's just doing the vision board and being a little patient. Yeah. Just watching it grow. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Wonderful. Well, for all of our lovely listeners, you can follow us on Instagram and now TikTok for our most up-to-date information. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.